Let's see if I can get this working here. Oh, man. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bridging the Geekdoms. I'm your host, Robert Slavinsky. And what's going on? It's been a week. It has been a week. I have nobody with me yet again today. I'm trying to get people. Nobody wants, nobody wants to join me. It's, it's kind of sad. Kind of sad. Uh, but if you do like whenever I have somebody on the show or a guest, make sure you head over to our podcast channel or jump over to our YouTube where I have a playlist where it is just me talking to people, interviewing them, talking about how they bridge their geekdoms of love of something nerdy into being a podcaster, being a cosplayer, what have you. It's really awesome. So go check those out. But welcome to Spider-Man week, everyone. This is the big week that everybody's been waiting for. This is the movie event week of the year. This is what everyone, who is anyone, has been waiting for. For, well, really, it seems like this might be, or I think it is the biggest movie since Endgame came out in 2019. That's pretty crazy, if you ask me. So let's get into it here. How's everyone doing? I hope that you're doing well. Uh, welcome to Bridging to Geekdoms. Now, like I said, I do like to start the show off with just kind of what have you watched lately or what have you seen lately? So if you are somebody who's watching right now, make sure you throw in the comments. What's something that you've watched lately or played or done lately that is uh, something you'd like to share that maybe some people haven't heard about or you want people to, to talk to about it? Uh, I myself have been pretty much just stuck on Halo Infinite <laughs> that uh, came out last week played through the campaign which it was pretty phenomenal uh it's i'm not going to say it's the best campaign but it definitely is above average when it comes to video game campaigns uh it's definitely better than four and five by a long shot uh so i really 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 enjoy halo infinite i've been playing the multiplayer as well yeah i mean it's it's fun Multiplayers, the most fun I've had with Halo multiplayer since Halo 3. There's still some issues with it, and it's really weird. I was playing, you know, I've been playing campaign mostly since it came out, and I jumped onto some multiplayer the other day, and I just couldn't play multiplayer. Uh, I don't know what it is about the controls, about the gameplay. It's just slightly different from the campaign to jumping the multiplayer. And it really, really threw me off. And it took me a couple games to get back in the swing of things. But besides that, I've been playing Halo. Uh, we started watching Shit's Creek. We finished Under the Dome, which was not... Mm, first season was good. Second and third season, yeah, no. But started watching Shit's Creek. Uh, shows hilarious. Uh, not as funny as a lot of other people make it out to be. I mean, we're only about four or five episodes, maybe six episodes in. It's funny. It's hilarious. It, it has its moments, but it, all the awards that they, that they, I believe they won or all the credit that they were getting for it, I just don't see it yet. So I'll be interested to see if it continues and actually gets better as the show goes on. But if you know, Throw down in the comments below to let me know if I should stick with it or if it's something that maybe I should just, you know, watch occasionally. Because normally we like to binge. My my fiance and I will sit there and uh, when we go to bed, we'll watch a few episodes of something before we go to sleep. And that's normally whenever we pick a show and we just kind of take whether it's one week, two weeks, three weeks, however long it takes to get through it. We'll sit there and watch one show. Uh, but if this is a show that maybe I should put to the side and find something else and. I'll do it. Just let me know in the comments what you guys think. Now, moving on. So I don't know if you guys know this about Bridging the Geekdoms. Uh, I've started to put more of a format into this show. And really what I'm trying to do is just make this more structured. That way, at any point in time, you know what to expect. So uh, you'll start noticing at the beginning of the episodes, I'll be doing a lot of reactions to whether it's trailers or episodes of new tv or even movies and then the final half of the show will be the main topic of what we are going to be talking about so like today we're going to be talking about my final theories on what is going to happen in spider-man no way home which i hope all of you will throw your theories down below as well tonight is the big premiere 
And that's kind of huge because with the premiere comes all of the reactions and reviews and all that jazz. And I believe the reaction embargo lifts at 10.30 p.m. Pacific time tonight, which will be 1.30 my time, uh, 1.30 a.m. I'll be asleep, so I won't see them. But when I wake up, I know I'm going to go on Twitter. I'm going to start seeing these reactions. So I wanted to get my funnel theories out of the way and i will not because i have been told and i have seen some things i'm going to keep this away from the my, my theories are going to stay away from what i've heard and it's also going to stay away from the most likely of scenarios of what everybody's thinking is going to happen so i have some really wild theories that i think could be really interesting so i hope you guys stick around and listen to those but with all that let's move on to the first topic of the day, which is Hawkeye episode four. I tell you what, <laughs> I think I said this last week. I don't understand why there was so much distaste for this show. It is a lot of fun. This is not a action-packed, big explosions type of show. It never was going to be that. And, and that's the one thing that I've really liked about these Marvel shows is they're taking a more personal approach and diving into the characters that are there. And it's not all about the spectacle of, of big fights and big explosions and big action sequences. Don't get me wrong, Hawkeye's had a couple really cool action sequences, but episode four, episode four, uh, to me, was phenomenal. Episode three is still the, the best so far out of the four. Episode three, bar none, is the best. but. Episode four is phenomenal as well. And obviously the big reveal at the end of Yelena, which we all kind of knew was going to happen. If you saw Black Widow and saw the post credit scene, you knew it was going to happen. But the Yelena review, or uh, not review, um, reveal, there we go. The Yelena reveal was a really cool reveal. I liked how everybody was fighting and going against each other with Echo, Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop. That whole scene was really cool. It was shot really well and really, really interesting. But I, I can't wait to see what happens this week in episode five. It appears that the director of Hawkeye has stated that there will be a internet breaking moment in episode five. And I'm kind of paraphrasing there. But if that's the case, if we're getting a moment-breaking scene or scenes, internet-breaking, I should say, scenes, that's going to be, I mean, what else? I mean, it's got to be Kingpin, right? And Vincent, you know, uh, I can never say his name whenever I'm on my show. I don't know why. Uh, Donaforio, he's got to be the one playing Kingpin. Uh, especially with what Kevin Feige said just a couple weeks ago, or last week, about Charlie Cox being Matt Murdock. If they're going to do Daredevil, if they're going to bring Daredevil into the MCU, it would be Charlie Cox. The fact that he says that, and the fact that Vincent has been saying, you know, tweeting things on Twitter in support of Hawkeye in these MCU shows, it makes sense, and I'm here for it. I don't think it's going to be the same Kingpin from the Daredevil show on Netflix. I do think it's going to be slightly different and altered. I don't think he's going to be the same, the same Kingpin. But having him back in the role, having him have the ability to kind of grow and, and evolve the character even more, that's what I'm excited for. And that is what I'm interested, interested in seeing happen. And I kind of have this this theory and I should save this for the end, but this kind of more in line falls with Hawkeye than, than that because Hawkeye episode five is this week. Next week is episode six, which is the final episode of Hawkeye. And I, I just, I have this weird feeling that it's going to lead into a possible daredevil show for Disney plus or Hulu. I'm thinking it's going to be Disney Plus. And I think that that's what they're going to hint at or reveal or announce after episode six. I think that would be really cool if that's what, how they did it. I mean, we know we're getting an Echo show. 
So it would be really cool for them to announce that, hey, Kingpin will be back in Echo and Daredevil or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe not. You know, Let me know in the comments below what you think. I just think that once we see Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home, which is expected to happen, to then a week later have a reveal that there's going to be a Daredevil show, I think would be perfect. And uh, something that I could see Kevin Feige doing uh, at the end of Hawkeye. I just think that would be really cool. But let me know what you think below. Let me know what you're thinking of Hawkeye so far. I, I've really enjoyed the show to this point. Uh, it's not my favorite. Loki's still my favorite show. But this is a close second right now. I, I gotta say that the Hawkeye and Falcon and Winter Soldier... They're pretty much on the same level. I'm really enjoying Hawkeye at this point. So let me know your thoughts below. Now, I got to say, I, I for this next thing I want to talk about, I was not, I had no idea this was happening. I, this year is the 20-year anniversary of Xbox. Xbox came out in 2001. It's the 20-year anniversary of Xbox and Halo, obviously. And they had a big event on the anniversary, which was November 15th. Uh, it was pretty cool. They had like a short little, I want to say it was maybe a 10 minute little documentary type of video that they showed. And it was just celebrating 20 years of Xbox. And I thought that's all we were getting, but it appears that I was wrong. And a docu-series I found on YouTube today was released on the Xbox YouTube today. It was called Power On, and there were six parts to it. That docu-series was phenomenal. I, I, I honestly cannot believe how they covered the evolution from the inception of the Xbox all the way up to Xbox Series X. And the way that they were not afraid to talk about the Red Ring of Death or... You know, some of the issues with their publishing, what happened with Xbox One and, and they're announcing it and just doing a bad job at getting people pumped for the Xbox One. This, I, I, if you are a video game fan, not even an Xbox fan, if you're a video game fan, if you have been a fan of video games, I, I, this is a series, a docuseries you have to go check out. Again, there are six episodes, it's on the Xbox YouTube. Each episode ranges from like 35 minutes to like 50 minutes, roughly somewhere around there. Amazing. Go check this docuseries out. It was, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I knew most of all of it, but to hear from those within Microsoft actually talking about everything that happened from start to finish, those who were involved with each Xbox that has come out and all the, the trials and tribulations that took place through the entire 20 years of the, the console, it's incredible. It is incredible. I, I give them a lot of credit for going and, and touching on that. I'm sure they left a lot out that they probably didn't want people to know, but the fact that they put what they did in there and they owned up to their mistakes and the problems that came about, I give them a lot of credit. It was an excellent docuseries, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, because it, it's great. It's great. It is really, really great. All right. So the next thing, just like I said, every week, every week we're going to have this until, uh, well, yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. We got a Snyder verse update and I got a couple things. The first thing I want to talk about is this picture right there. That right there. Zack Snyder this morning at like 9am. <laughs> Don't know why goes on Vero and posts a picture of Jared Leto Joker. Now to me that, that actually looks more like it is the mannequin from that or uh, that display that they had in Texas. It doesn't actually look like it was Jared Leto. It just doesn't look real. It does look a little fake, but that's besides the point. Why is he posting DC content on Vero still? Because we know he's hard at work on Rebel Moon right now. He's got to be planning Army of 
of the Dead 2 or Planet of the Dead. Uh, he's got other projects that are lined up with Netflix right now that he's he's been working on. So what is it about DC? Why is he continuing it? And for the past few weeks, been posting a good bit when it comes to DC stuff. Come on, guys. Uh, it doesn't take a genius to figure this stuff out. And I, for one, am beyond excited because... Like I alluded to last week, you know, there's things that are being talked about out there. Uh, I know that Sil Abdul and Mikey Sutton over at uh, Sil Abdul Inc. on his YouTube channel, he's recently discussed how, and Mikey has discussed how Zack Snyder had a meeting with David Zaslav, and they've talked about what his intentions would be if he were to come back and continue the Snyderverse in some form or fashion. Those are conversations that are happening. That, that is amazing. And, and people are still discounting any possibility for a future <laughs> that, that involves a Snyderverse. And that's shocking to me. It really is shocking to me because there's so much money to be made there. Now, I have said in the past, and I still believe this, that if we wanted this thing to be a guarantee, I think the best course, and this is me, I'm not saying this is anything Zach saying, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying this to, to rile up anybody in the fandom. But if you were to ask me, I would have to say that the quickest and, and most efficient way to get something out would be to either go graphic novel or animated form. But I know that Zach doesn't want to do that. Uh, I, I, we, we can tell by the way he talked about the universe in the past, that this is something that he loves. This is not something that he wants to just, you know, throw on a page and say, well, this is the best we can do. He, he will fight to get what he believes it needs to be. And, I believe at this point in time, if my meter, you know, one to a hundred, I would say I'm over 50%. I'm probably closer to 75% at this point in time, believing that we will see live action Snyderverse continued, continued within the next two to three years, four years at most. So I, I'm excited about that. Now we also had a whole bunch of information coming out last week. Now, last week, I, I cannot remember if I talked about this. Uh, I, I may have, uh, but I, I, I kind of want to touch on it a little bit more. The Batfleck stuff, the Ben Affleck uh, turning down a Batman project for HBO Max. Now, the more that I've gotten to talk to some people who are in the know the more that it's starting to become clear that that report was not accurate completely. So if people remember back prior to DC fandom, the first DC fandom last year, uh, the, there was news that broke that Ben Affleck had signed on not only to reprise being Batman in the flash, but also do an HBO max series. I don't know if it was before, maybe after or something like that. As it turns out, there were discussions that have been going on for quite some time about that, about him being in or doing a Batman show or series or movie for HBO max. WB is they're not dumb. I mean, it may look like they're dumb sometimes from a lot of the decisions they've made, but they're not complete imbeciles and they know that people want more Ben Affleck Batman. So they were trying to make that happen. But from what I understand, Affleck, he wanted to do it with Snyder in some form or fashion, not necessarily Snyder directing, but Snyder being a producer, executive producer, but heavily involved with the creation of this project. And with the current regime at Warner Brothers, it did not appear that that was going to be possible. Whether it was Snyder that was kind of pushing and saying, well, I want this and this and this to have control in this way, or Warner Brothers just saying, we don't want Snyder at all. Whatever it was, 
ended up coming back around that unfortunately at this point in time we're not going to see and this was last year ben affleck coming back as batman because they just could not work out those details and from what i understand could not get Zack snyder on as on the project at all whether it's a producer or just a producer and that's what kind of pushed ben affleck out of it now a lot of people are questioning well why did he say he'd come back for the flash then zach zach is not heavily involved with that and you're correct but when he was signed on to come do the flash he did get some creative control over the character arc in that movie and one of the things that he did was he got to write and help create uh a potential send-off for the character now a lot of people think that that was going to be him them killing ben affleck's batman off and i believe originally that was the plan unfortunately but plans change especially when Zack snyder's justice league became the worldwide phenomenon that it did and it became um it became something that everyone knew that they they need to find a way to continue these characters in some form or fashion so uh what i understand is they are they are at this point in time at this point in time they they are not they are not writing off ben affleck's batman and killing him off or finding a way to get rid of him rather there will be a fitting way that when the Snyderverse is restored they will be able to continue it over here while everything that the flash does moves in their direction you know the the Snyderverse will be fitting in its elseworlds little cocoon over here and then the dcu proper will move in their direction so that's what's going on there and then finally henry cavill a lot of people were kind of up in arms like the rock stated the other day that oh i can't wait to fight superman paraphrasing here i just don't know who the superman will be people need to calm down all right there are NDAs. There are things that people attach to films. They cannot say things. The Rock is a performer. If there has ever been a performer that understands how to hype people up to the best of their ability, it's The Rock. The Rock is probably one of the best entertainers to ever, ever be in the entertainment industry. It is insane how he is able to just make so much money <laughs> and get people so hyped up for things. He, If he was able to say who the Superman was, if he was able to say it's Henry Cavill, he would say it. But he can't. Now, if people remember way back when, way back, I want to say July, maybe march april i don't know it was earlier this year henry cavill was flying to the united states and he was reading a script and he said excited to get back to work with my friends or something like that he was coming he was coming to be in black adam it's believed that it's just a small cameo in black adam but it's supposed to set up the future events between him and black adam Come on, guys. Warner Brothers, they may be dumb in some aspects, but they're not imbeciles. And they know that people want Henry Cavill. And they know that they and they know that people want Henry Cavill to face off against Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. But until things are official, they're not going to announce it. They're not going to say this is official. They also don't want to ruin a surprise, a potential surprise in Black Adam, at least this early. You got to remember, Black Adam is still, what, seven months away, eight months away. They don't want to ruin and give away that potential shock and surprise at this point in time. So stay patient. Calm down a little bit. The Rock knows what he's doing when he's talking. Uh, he's not going to purposely piss people off. I know a lot of people think that because he did that, he's not in Zack Snyder's team. He's on Hamada's team. And I don't understand why there's this divide between Hamada and Zack Snyder. I get, I understand that people are mad at Hamada because he did not greenlight Snyderverse being continued. But remember what he came into. 
Snyderverse was already dead when he came in to DC and being the head of the DC film entertainment side. It was dead. He had to put it back all together and try and create something to move forward. So just stay patient. It's okay. It'll be better. It'll be okay. Just trust the process because things will, things are looking up. Let's just say that things are looking up for sure when it comes to the Snyderverse. All right. Well, we're going to move into the final topic of the day. We're going to start talking about some Spider-Man No Way Home theories. The premiere looks to be in about three hours from now. Looking at the time in three hours, the premiere and all that jazz is going to be starting over in L.A. That's where... I mean, anybody who's anybody's going to be going to this film. One thing you need to be wary, be aware of. You may want to get off Twitter. You may want to stay on Facebook. Uh, the premiere starts at, I believe it's 5.30 Pacific time. The red carpet, that is. So the red carpet's at 5.30 Pacific. <sighs> Here's the thing. The red carpet, who's going to be walking down that carpet? Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Charlie Cox. Who knows? Normally, if there are actors that are not normally connected to the universe that are walking down this carpet, there's a good chance they're going to be popping up in that movie. There's no reason for Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield to be at this premiere unless they are in that movie. So just use your head. If you don't want to be spoiled something, don't watch any of this because they're going to be streaming the premiere on TikTok. You know, people are going to be showing it on YouTube. Just kind of stay away. And if, if it's possible, if you're capable, I know in this 21st century, it's hard to stay off social media, but if you can stay off social media until you're able to go see this movie. Otherwise you will most likely be spoiled some bits and pieces in some form or fashion. Let's not forget. I believe it was variety. I think it was a, a writer for variety went and saw Eternals at the premiere and came out of the theater and spoiled the mid credit scene immediately. So even these big outlets, they're not being held accountable for potentially ruining somebody's experience. Now to me, I don't take who is in a movie as a spoiler. I look at more of the story beats, the story elements being told who, what, how, when somebody dies, why somebody dies, what the motives are. Those to me are spoilers because that kind of ruins the story element of the film. Whereas who's in it, that doesn't really ruin it for me, especially because a lot of who is in this movie was already spoiled a year, year and a half ago. But what do you, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is now. All right, let's get to, my Spider-Man No Way Home theories. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not going to sit here and necessarily say, oh, I believe Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Charlie Cox are going to be in this movie. That's too simple. No, I'm going to talk about some things that I think are going to happen from this movie and from the events that take place. Mainly, 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 obviously... I, I believe that we're going to. I think we're going to get our first taste of what Doctor Strange will be doing in his movie. Uh, I, I, I think we're. I how do I put this? We're going to be shown the multiverse from his point of view. From our point of view, we're going to see into the multiverse. And we know that he's going to be going on a journey. And I think we're going to see that in this film. I know a lot of people think this is going to be a lot more secluded and very small in regards to the whole multiverse. It's going to be a catalyst that kind of pushes everything to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But I think it actually is going to start in this movie. 
if that makes sense. I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I hope I am. I hope you understand. I think that's what's going to happen. I think I think Multiverse of Madness starts in this movie where the one of the post-credit scenes at the very least will be that happening. Um, so that's what I say. And let's see, we got Andrew on here who wants to say, I want to see Tobey Maguire back and be amazing again as he used to be in 2002. Andrew, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants Toby back. Everybody wants Andrew back. Uh, I, I think at this point, if you think they're not in it, you're in the minority. You're one of those people. If you don't think they're in it, you're gonna you'll be surprised let's just say <laughs> because at this point i think we've got enough evidence and um we, we've just gotten enough to know that they won't be in this film for sure for sure i do believe we're gonna see i was told a while ago a while ago and this was before we knew what this movie was about uh, completely. But I was told a while ago. Now, this could be something that changed because, again, I was also told that uh, that this movie was going to be a Craven film, which made a lot of sense. But I heard that Reed Richards was going to pop up in this movie. And with recent reports that we are going to be hearing or that there could be a possibility of a casting announcement within the next couple months for the fantastic four. I think this would be a great opportunity to introduce Reed Richards. And I just have a feeling that that is going to happen in this film just because that's what I was told was supposed to happen originally. But again, that could have changed when they decided to make it the multiverse movie. Let's see. Uh, Slavix says Andrew himself gave up on denying and just said, We'll see. Yeah, Andrew has been a trooper this entire time. I give him so much credit for the way that he has been uh, when it comes to being asked all these questions about Spider-Man No Way Home, if he's going to be in it. It's unfortunate because he had a movie that came out on Netflix just a couple weeks ago, Tick, Tick, Boom, that he's been trying to promote for the better part of a month and a half. And just all anybody could keep asking him and talk about was, are you in Spider-Man No Way Home? And he was a real trooper, denying it, denying it, denying it, denying it. But as Slavic said, yeah, he pretty much just uh, gave up and just said, we'll see. We'll see. Andrew, I think Toby can teach Tom to not be Iron Man Jr. and actually be Spider-Man. That, yes. Yes, I want that to happen. And whether it's going to be Toby or Andrew or whether he just learns it himself, I think is going to be what his next few films are going to be about his next, you know, at least one or two films are going to be about him understanding to be Spider-Man and not Iron Man Jr. I agree with that completely on top of my theories and ideas of Reed Richards popping up and the multiverse aspect really beginning and, and seeing into that, into that in this movie, my other theory is we're going to see at least one mutant, one mutant. Personally, I think it should be Deadpool. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I do know. No, I can't say I do know. I've heard. I've heard that Deadpool is due to show up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But I still think that a perfect opportunity to introduce Deadpool or mutants at all into the MCU would be in a post credit scene or mid credit scene in this movie. That's just my opinion. And I think there's a good chance that it will happen. Uh, only because I think it would be a great way for him to be thrown into the MCU and to have a little fourth wall breaking where he's like, what the hell just happened? Like he just gets thrown into a new universe and he's like, what the hell's going on? And I think that would be perfect for Deadpool to, to show up like that. But those are my big theories. Again, I didn't want to get into Charlie Cox, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, because, again, I, I'm saying this. If you don't believe they're going to be in this movie, then I hope you're surprised when they do show up. But we have so much evidence and so much all but 100% confirmation that they are in this film. Uh, I, I think 
it's it's known that they're in here. Uh, the other thing that I want to say is, I think, I think, Venom will not be in this movie. Venom will not be. I know everybody wants Venom in this film. I know that they're desperate to see Venom in the MCU. I don't know why. I think this iteration of Venom that we have with Tom Hardy and those two Venom movies have been some of the worst comic book films in the last 20 years. The fact that people want this character in the MCU, I think is just ridiculous, appalling. And if I were Kevin Feige, I would kill it with fire, get it as far away from the MCU as possible. But people really want it. And I think while Feige doesn't have total control over this movie, I don't believe that he would let them or be willing to allow Venom to show up in this film. This film is already going to be so jam-packed. I mean, you have Green Goblin, Sandman, Electro. Um, who else? I, I, Toby, Andrew, Tom Holland, Doctor Strange, Wong. Uh, you, this film is jam-packed at this point. To add in Venom would just be pointless and a waste and really unnecessary it would most likely feel forced i can't imagine out of everything that we've seen why it would make sense for venom to show up in this film or even in a post-credit scene uh, i i just don't want to see it i honestly am not looking forward to anything when it comes to venom uh being connected to tom holland spider-man i really just don't want it to happen i know it's bound to i know it's going to but i don't want it to happen Slavic says, some believe there might be new villains we don't even know about. Well, if you happen to uh, get a glimpse of the leak, the leaked soundtrack that came out last week for the film. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that because the soundtrack gives away a possibility for a another villain being in this movie. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking that there's going to be a Sinister Six. I'll leave it at that. Who that other villain could be, because we have five villains, which are Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman. Let's see, Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman. I know I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? I, I don't know. There's too many things going on. Lizard. There we go. Lizard. That's five. And a lot of people think that there's going to be a six. However, I don't believe Doc Ock is going to be a villain in this movie because of the way that he comes into it. Doc Ock, I don't believe, is going to be a villain in this film. Thank you, Slavic's Lizard. Yes. Uh, only because at the end of Spider-Man 2, he was no longer a bad guy. And yes, we see in the trailer in the beginning, or not in the beginning, but we see in the trailer him fighting Tom Holland, Spider-Man, fighting Spider-Man. And he's a little confused. But I think ultimately he will be fighting with Spider-Man and fixing everything and getting everything right. Andrew says, I want to see what Toby Spider-Man has been up to since the events of Spider-Man 3 in 2007. That would be nice to see, but I don't think we're going to get all that. I, I know that there's been some speculation that Kirsten Dunst will be in this film, even in a small part. Uh, that's a possibility, I guess. I, 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 but I can't say for certain. Um, did they get married? Are they happy? Do they have kids? That kind of stuff. Uh, what else has he been up to? I, there's just not enough. You got to remember this movie, I think in total is two hours and what two hours and 20 minutes or 26 minutes or 24 minutes or something like that. Two hours and 24 minutes, something like that. Uh, and two hours and 14 minutes of that is actual movie, while the other 10 minutes are credits and post-credit scenes. So two hours and 14 minutes, that's not a lot of time to give us all that information. Slavix, in the second trailer, Doc Hawk gets hit by Electra and falls off the building, possibly Aunt May's place. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of saying Doc Hawk trying to save her. There's a lot of speculation that Aunt May is going to die in this film. And yeah, I mean, it could be Doc Ock. I mean, if if you kind of piece some things from the trailer together, 
uh, you know, there's that moment where Tom Holland, where Spider-Man's jumping for a pumpkin bomb, Green Goblin's one of his bombs as it explodes. So it's a good possibility that that is at the same moment where Lecture is fighting off Doc Ock, Spider-Man's fighting Green Goblin type of thing. It'll be interesting to see. Andrew, do you think Green Goblin and Doc Ock and Salmon will be the same versions from the Raimi trilogy or not? Doc Ock is 100%. He, uh, Alfred Molina actually confirmed that, that he spoke with the director, and it was the moment before he died in Spider-Man 2, he is pulled out and brought into this universe. So he's confirmed that. As for Sandman and Green Goblin, it it's hard to tell. Sandman's interesting because... Remember, Doctor Strange in the trailer says these are these villains all die at the hand of Spider-Man. Sandman didn't die in Spider-Man 3. He went off into the sun and into the sun and the sunset or sunrise or whatever. And that's kind of a big deal because if he didn't, if we didn't see him die, then it's kind of hard to believe that he would be the same version. But it's also kind of will they bring in a different version? And it not be the same one. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those things like, will the fans accept that it is a completely different Sandman from a different universe? With Goblin, I, I'm banking on it is the same Goblin. I'm banking on it is. Only because the mask is so similar and all that jazz uh, from when he shows up. Obviously, we do see in the trailers and the TV spots that he does get a different look. Uh, it appears that his mask gets destroyed in a fight with Spider-Man and he goes for a new hooded look. So again, I, I think it would be smart to make it the same characters from those universes only because of the fami familiarity with it from the fans and not confusing them and not in a way, not, not jipping the fans of not seeing something that they want to see or have seen. If, you, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, when it comes to some of these theories and some of these ideas, I mean, we're just days away. We're so close to it. it it's, it's, it's crazy. Have you heard that this Slavic's asked, have you heard that this movie might give a chance to Toby and Andrew to continue their movies? I have heard that actually. And what I can say is the, the most likely scenario here is Tobey Maguire. Everybody loves Andrew Garfield. And if you asked me a year ago, I would say Andrew Garfield would make the most sense. But I think Tobey Maguire is a one, like if they, if they wanted to, they could do one movie, wrap his story up all nice with a bow and it'd be done. And I'm sure that's what Tobey would want. Andrew Garfield, on the other hand, well, yeah, you could give him one more film and wrap everything up. We were really just in the middle of his journey at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Whether you like that movie or not, that was really the beginning of more, not even the middle, but more the beginning of his journey. So I can't imagine that they would go with Andrew and do one film or they would have to do multiple. And I don't think they're going to go that route. I just don't see it. But Toby, I think could be a really cool, interesting possibility. And I think they should consider it. Andrew says, when we see Toby and Andrew, they will be the same ones from the films. That's obvious. Yeah, I think that's obvious. Absolutely. I hope the film green Sam Raimi, Spider-Man four to close Toby's story. Again, that's what I was just saying. I think that would be the best way to go. And honestly, I think it would be a really a really cool thing for Sony to do. I think that to give Raimi the opportunity to come back and kind of finish off if he wants to, we don't even know if Raimi wants to come back. We, he stayed away from the superhero genre for so long and just recently has come back to do Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Maybe he gets the bug and wants to do it and complete it. That would be really interesting. And it'd be real exciting. Definitely would be exciting. Uh, Slavics, in my opinion, Spider-Man 3 was more of an abomination than The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's tough. I'll, I'll say this. I prefer the Venom in Spider-Man 3 to the Tom Hardy Venom. Uh, it, it, to me, to me, it is more comic accurate 
to me, it is more accurate to who the character is than what we've had in these last two Venom films. Uh, that right there kind of puts it above Amazing Spider-Man 2 for me. I, I just... In my defense, I've only seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2 once, maybe twice. It just is not a movie that I ever cared to see. I went, I was so excited when that movie came out. I went and saw it in theaters. And it was just, I had, I walked out. I was just, I was so upset with how bad it was. I really thought it was gonna be great. And it just, it wasn't. It wasn't. And and it's unfortunate. In my opinion, Sony has not done a great superhero film since Spider-Man 2. I, and, and that's my opinion. Imagine if Green Goblin beats Tom's ass the same way he did to Toby in the 2002 film at the end. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I'll go with that. I think that's going to happen. I'm just going to keep it right there. Uh, because I think it would be fitting. But I think there's going to be a lot of buildup before that happens. Yeah. So we'll go with that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what do you guys have? I mean, it's been great. You guys are throwing comments up and ideas and theories. I love hearing them. I love seeing them. Oh, man. What time is it? Yeah, we go about maybe another five minutes, guys, and then I'll be getting off here. Uh, Tom Holland taking off his training wheels. I've been wanting that since the end of Homecoming. Uh, <laughs> I liked Far From Home. I actually I, I love Far From Home. Oops. I love Far From Home. I really, really do. It is a great Spider-Man movie. Um, but I, I hate the reliance. And people don't understand this. I hate the reliance of this technology that Peter has. I think he kind of loses a lot of what makes Peter Parker Peter Parker in the comics and the other Spider-Man movies. And I would like to see that taken away from him moving forward. No more Karen AI, no AI, no tech, technology suit, just him, some web shooters in a suit. That's all I want to see. And I want to see him build and, and make his way through being Spider-Man that way. Andrew says, in my opinion, Toby Spider-Man is the best of the three. You tell you say that all the time. And and I get it. I'm I'm a huge fan of Toby also. I I do like Tom Holland. I do like him as Spider-Man. I just feel that they haven't gotten to the Peter Parker that I want to see with him yet. And I'm hopeful that that's going to happen in his next trilogy. I am. And Slavic says, having all the tech handed to him, I guess it's Tom Holland taking off his training wheels, having all the tech handed to him. Yeah, again, I, I that needs to end. That needs to just go away. No more stop with the technology stuff. I get seeing Iron the Iron Spider suit was cool in Infinity War. I get that the relationship with he and Tony was important and him getting the suit from Tony. I get all that. But I want to see it get more, I guess, grounded in a way. I'd like to see it more grounded. I would like to see it. I, I would like to see a Peter Parker just be himself and not rely on anything but himself. It doesn't, Slavic says, it doesn't seem possible because why would he downgrade from the tech? Well, I'm glad you asked that. <sighs> Why would he downgrade from the tech? Possibly. Possibly. This is just me thinking here. In the movie, there's a spell for everybody to forget that he is Spider-Man. Everybody. Remember, that is the, the wish that he makes. is for everybody. Everyone. What makes the thing go all crazy is when he goes, Oh, I want MJ. I want Aunt May. I want Ned. And that's when the everything... But who else is involved in that? Everyone. Happy, Pepper, the Avengers, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. So all these people are going to forget that he's Spider-Man. How will he get new tech if the tech is destroyed in this movie? Granted, Doctor Strange will know who he is, but Doctor Strange doesn't have tech. You see where I'm going with this? I think that's the most uh, logical and under... And, and, possibility when it comes to him losing his tech and not having it from that point forward 
Tobey Maguire acts more like comic Spider-Man than Tom's version with or without quips or age. Again, that's, that is all, I mean, that's, that's all an opinion, you know, whether you like his, this Spider-Man or that Spider-Man, I I see the comic accuracies in all the Spider-Man. I do. I, I see that they, each one has something that is accurate to the comics. It's just, what do you prefer? You're right. He did make his own suit from in Far From Home, but you got to remember he was on a Stark jet. He was on a Stark jet with Stark technology creating his suit in Far From Home. It's not like he has one of those computers in his apartment, in his bedroom, where he can go and have a suit created with a supercomputer. I'm not saying that he won't. He's a smart kid. Peter Parker's a smart kid. And I think if they were to introduce somebody like Reed Richards, it would lead to being him being able to eventually get to a more techie side or an upgraded suit of some sort. But I want to see him back to a, or not back, but I want to see the technology taken away. And I think this movie is an excellent opportunity to do that. <laughs> You're right, Andrew. Yes, Toby made his suit from scratch and drew it. You're 100% correct on that. But did, didn't Andrew Garfield Spider-Man too? I think he did. It's been a while since I saw the first Amazing Spider-Man, but I'm pretty sure he did that too. My guys, it's been great. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for interacting. This is why I love doing it. I love talking to people. Uh, my shows, I'm going to be doing them Mondays at 5 p.m. from now on for the foreseeable future, so make sure you set some time aside to join in. Tell your friends. I, I love talking to people. I love chatting about things. But this week, guys, this is Spider-Man week. Spider-Man No Way Home comes out in, what, three days now? Three days, two days, something like that. If you don't have tickets yet, you're probably not going to get them. Uh, you'll probably find them. But <laughs> hopefully you get a chance to go see it this week. Uh, I know I'll be going to see it this week at least two times. So I'm looking forward to it. Next Monday, we will be sitting down and discussing No Way Home. I haven't decided if it's going to be spoiler or spoiler free at this point in time. Maybe I'll do half and half. I'm not sure yet, but make sure you tune in next week because I will be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, the movie, the ramifications, what to expect, theories, ideas, thoughts, all that jazz. So make sure you tune in next week for all that. And also make sure you hit that like button, hit subscribe, all that jazz to stay up to date on Bridging the Geekdoms and what's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all that jazz as well. But with all that said, guys, thank you so much for watching. And I'll talk to all of you later.